Bueller, Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They love this. Buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun, play fake, step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. Twenty down, five touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you. October 9th, 2023. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Roll Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Justin, good call sending that over right when we're starting and not a second too soon. My bad. I had to send over about 45 texts, so I was oh, a little preoccupied. I feel my phone vibrating the whole way over here. <laughs> People had a lot to say. Yep, and they do. Um, Kentucky didn't play well, but we don't have to all we don't have to exclusively talk about that. Well, we'll probably talk a lot about it. But hey, I even better news, Scoots. I'm nine and one on NFL games in the last two weeks. Holy smokes! Let's I need freaking go. I need to start taking some advice from you. It sounds like only only thing I missed, or uh, not missed, but like I was only the, my only regret was not just going money line with the Jags because the Bills they either win by hundred or they lose. Well, and the Jags had the benefit of staying over in London, whereas the Bills had to travel there. So, yeah, that looking back, that was a pretty easy bet. I wish I'd have made it myself. How uh, how are our scooter specials? Uh, I'm, I actually got the paper in front of me, and I'm gonna add it up right now. Ooh, so, so it's, yeah, I'll let you know. It's not good. I can tell you. Lot of X marks. I, I see. The, I see the first four or five games, and it's yeah, it wasn't great. So it's not a good thing when you like don't have a field beforehand. Like true. You know. Oh, I. I just go off the top of my head. I know I got that one wrong. Got that one wrong. Got that one wrong. Uh, that's all right, Scoots. Let us know how you did. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. Yeah, not the not the start, not the Monday show we were hoping for. Ah, first sad we, Monday of the year. We'd be pretty obnoxious. Anything else, unfortunately, we're not going to get that show. But there's a lot to get to. We are going to talk about the weekend. I could almost get... I, in real life had an amazing weekend nice like it was awesome went by super fast you know it's always a good weekend when you blink and it's over in sports world horrible 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 weekend everybody's seen the miami georgia tech finish at this uh, point right yeah yeah Ken- oh yeah kentucky got pummeled by georgia we're going to talk a lot about it on today's show not what we were looking for as Kentucky fans. Uh, it was a bad loss for the Cats. It wasn't giving the game away bad loss like Miami did. 
Oh, it was much worse way to lose, especially to like a, uh, an inferior opponent. It was that was the worst like giving away a college football game I've ever seen. Miami had the game won, just needed to kneel. It's great because the commentator in real time's like, "Why are they lining up to run the ball? But all you have to do is kneel. It's under forty. What are they doing?" And they run the ball. They're like inside Georgia Tech's thirty yard line, thirty five yard line. I mean, yep. just no reason to do anything. It's third and ten. You can just kneel it, be fourth down. Won't have to take the snap on fourth down. Bada boom, bada bing. Game's over. They run it. They fumble. Not only do they fumble, they don't recover the fumble. Georgia Tech gets the fumble, but even then, hey, 26 seconds, and Georgia Tech's got to go the length of the field for a touchdown. They could have used a field goal to send the game to overtime, but it's like they still, you know, they still have to get probably 40, 50 yards before you're you're really getting nervous. Well, about four plays later, touchdown Georgia Tech, two seconds to go. Even still, Miami got a Hail Mary out of the whole ordeal, but instead they tried to do some laterals and stuff like that. To no success, obviously. You may be wondering, TJ, why do we care about Georgia Tech, Miami? Well, because that game cost me a $1,300 parlay. Ooh, oh, just Georgia Tech money line? Miami money line. Or sorry, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I had a $200 free bonus bet, and I was like, I'm going to do a pretty heavy money line parlay. Let's just see what the juice is. And I was shocked. I was like, whoa, that's pretty impressive. For all things I think are going to happen, I'll let it roll. So I make that bet, free bet, so I'm not out any actual money. And I think it's like Saturday morning. I'm or no, it's Friday morning. I'm looking at the ticket. I'm like, all right, all this looks good. I'm excited to see how it does. I realized I don't I, that I accidentally included Oklahoma money line in this big parlay. Oh, and so I was like, oh man, okay, hold on. I was like, I was doing heavy favorites. That's why the odds were so good. That's why the juice was so good. It's because Oklahoma was thrown in here. And, and I was like, well, you know. I kind of like Oklahoma. There's no way they're going to let me cancel out of this bet. There's no chance. Right. Although I did email them to see that you could not. And I was like, whatever. All right. Well, if Oklahoma wins, then I'm going to have a really fun Saturday because all these other things should happen. Although most of them were much closer than the need be. But. The day's going on. Kentucky's getting smacked, and I'm like, well, that's no fun, but at least I'm going to probably be on my way to winning Big win. $1,300 on one of these free bets. That's pretty sweet. Game's nope. going on. I'm watching all these, and I'm watching the Miami-Georgia Tech game live, and then after that one, the only one I had left after that was USC-Arizona, which, which nope. at that point See. was 17-0, and I was like, well, all right, uh, I'll worry about this one when I get there, but at least, because Miami looked like they were going to lose. They were up 10 nothing. Then they were down 14 to 10. Then they got up and it looked like they were going to win. And then all they had to do was freaking kneel the ball. But I was like, I'll worry about USC when I, when I'll worry about them. And then once that other game was lost, I was like, well, I can go to bed. And when I woke up and saw USC won in triple overtime, it just felt like the knife was dug and twisted even deeper inside myself. Justin Kalen. That's unbelievable. Yeah. It was a, it was a great Saturday of college football. I didn't, I didn't get to sit down and watch a bunch of it, but yeah, of course that Miami blunder was, was a lot of fun. And I, I did get to watch probably the first half I watched, I think first half of Kentucky before I was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm out of here. But yeah, it was it was a fun slate. I was at a local restaurant and I was watching a bunch of the games. So that Missouri LSU game was a lot of fun in the first half. 
So, yeah, it was a good Saturday of football. I, it wasn't good for me gambling, so I'm glad you had some semblance of success, TJ. Well, not as much as he wanted to. However, nah, more uh, than me. I will say, uh, yeah, the, the, so for, first and foremost, a reporter went back. Apparently, Mario Cristobal, I think he just doesn't believe in taking knees because he thinks that's like a coward's way to end a game or something. Because if you go through all of his massive blowouts, they're just, they never take knees at the end of games. He's got a, a record of it. Yeah. Like there's just, he well, does. I'm glad I bit you in the ass, you loser. Yeah. You jackass. Uh, secondly, the it was almost as dumb as Jed Fish not knowing the overtime rules, the Arizona head coach. Because we're, did you actually stay up and watch the end of there? No. Once game? once the bet was over, the parlay, the 10 team parlay, money line, here's the list of it Ohio State, Oklahoma, which was an accident, Wisconsin, Florida State, Clemson, who like was messing around with Wake Forest. That one was a close one. Florida, I threw Georgia in there. Ole Miss, who messed around with Arkansas. Arkansas had a chance to win that game. Uh, so I, I sweated some out, and then Miami and then USC, of course, two games that went down to the wire. I sweated more out than I should have, but, yep, that should have been a nice big plus six, 655. Should have been $1,300 in my pocket. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. I'm, oh, no, I'm still it's okay. obviously upset about it. No, I, I did not stay up for it. Once the, I, was, well, I was, like, contemplating, am I, am I not? Once that bet was lost, I was like, well, no chance now. Going to bed. Yeah, so essentially Arizona, they had a they missed a field goal to take the ovate lead against USC. Um, and then USC had a bad snap on their chip shot field goal to win it. Um, and that got blocked. Going to overtime, Arizona wins the coin toss. They get the ball second and score rather easily. And do they go for two in the win or do they just kick the PAT? They didn't go for the two in the win. Mm. So then when second overtime comes around, they go first, they score, and Fish sends out his field goal kicking team. And then the rest tell him, sir, you, you have oh, to go for two. Boy, He had to burn a timeout because his offense wasn't ready. Oh, man. that's These people get paid way too much money for this stuff to happen. Just to not know the rules. That's so, wild. So he missed out on a chance to go for two for the win. Uh, well, their their two point play stunk in the second overtime. They were able to actually get a stop on USC's two point play. Third overtime, uh, Caleb Williams scores and, on the two point off, which very I, I hate that they they changed that because it almost always goes to the two point. Yeah, I, I'm. This isn't the first year they're doing that. Though. No, no, no. This is uh, the third year. But I, I'm seeing more and more people have that same take that you're having. Like, that, like everybody's you know out on it. Because like. Well, I'm I'm with folks. Maybe, like, maybe if it, if you got to like six OTs or something, like if it's if it's that long, but they're going to it pretty quickly because each team's only yeah. running like three or four extra plays in those first two overtime periods. It's not a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you're going to do that, what is it, the third overtime that it goes to the PAT? Up? Yeah, that's like then start overtimes one and two at like the fifty. Right. Yeah. And then let's you know let's actually. Because from the twenty-five yard line, you're base, you're in field goal range. I mean, right off the get-go, both teams scored within three snaps. Yeah, you know, so it's like the Most whole of the time. The defenses are gassed. You know what plays work, what plays don't exactly. work. Exactly. Yeah, and I, it's I'm more fun you. that way than just USC winning on some weird gimmicky swinging gate. Like they won on the Trinity play, basically, where Caleb Williams just outran Arizona to the pylon. So, 
Um, that was some coaching malpractice. It was. It did make for a fun Saturday, mixing all of those together. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of exciting finishes. Red River rivalry was so much fun. Really good. Um, especially, like, just come on over, get home, and boy, did it. <laughs> right down at the wire. Uh, Missouri LSU was a lot of fun. Uh, Missouri had the refs cheating for them. Um, just blatant false start. They didn't call it. Missouri walks in the end zone. Still blew a two-score lead. Um, to fall to talk a lot home. about Missouri this week. Hopefully yeah. that that there's a little hangover effect there. All I saw was a incredibly porous defense in that game. A lot of people are saying, "Oh, they're going to throw all over Kentucky." Ah, all I saw was a defense that UK is just going to. Oh, they're going to run ha- all have, over. have its way. They almost gave up 300. Now a lot of it was Jaden Daniel scrambling, but uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get to that more. Yeah, but good to see of, them. A lot of shows to talk. Get about demoralized um, at home in the biggest game of the Drinkwitz era. Not for sure they were going to win when it was sunny. When I realized that it was sunny at the game, first, the sun was out. First time the sun's and, ever shined, and on you blew Columbia, it. And you Missouri. blew it. You had the chance to win. The sun was out. It was going to be an amazing Saturday, but you blew it. The Tigers lost to the Tigers. Go Tigers. Which, by the way, Tigers losing to Manuel Crimson? What? Yeah, they were speaking of getting cheated. Oh, cheated. Manuel just fumbles very late in that game. Saying, I mean, it was a wild game. St. X hit basically a Hail Mary to take the lead. Manuel St. X has, for as lopsided as a series as it's been, St. X has had some, there's been wild finishes in that game. Um, over the years, yeah. Yeah, most of them obviously go in in St. X's favor. I think that's only Manuel's second win over St. X since like 93 or something crazy. Really, really long time. But yeah, Manuel fumbled. Somehow the officials said that he was down. There was a couple bad calls in that game. But hey, congrats to Manuel. I, I know the people of Manuel, that means a ton to them when they're able to what? very rarely beat St. X. So. Happy for all the folks that that means so much to. So congrats to them. Uh, now I think it means St. X is going to have to play Trinity in the second round of the playoffs. Ooh. Pretty wild. Like the the setup in that little part of the bracket's pretty crazy. I, I, I never learned how they do the stupid RPI to like reshape the bracket, but I hate it. Because it's yeah. like you shouldn't. No, make the bracket. You play it. RPI, reseeding, all that stuff. Like. I think like only one of St. X, Trinity, and Manuel can like even get to the quarterfinals of the playoffs with the way the brackets set up or something like that. I don't right, know. Right. I read it, but yeah, it was a tough loss for 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 St. X. Their season has kind of started out with a lot of promise, and now they're kind of stacking up the losses. So not what we're looking for in that regard. Scoots, did you have a game Friday night? Uh, I was on the call on Friday night. It wasn't much of a game. We had a I got a running clock the whole second half, which I haven't gotten very many running clocks this year, so that was really nice, especially with Friday getting really cold at night. That that wind started to pick up as our second half was going on, so I was really grateful for a second half. But yeah, I wasn't or a running clock, but it wasn't wasn't a game. No, Come I on. actually I actually got in my car pretty early and I got to listen to the end of that Saint X manual game, which was freaking awesome. It was awesome. Hearing John Spears go crazy for a. For a Saint X touchdown when they take the lead with however many seconds left was amazing. I, I didn't think his voice was going to hold up, but he did it. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. We we were driving down to Georgia Friday, and I don't know. I it, it just came up in conversation, and I was like, I just texted Spears like, "How long have you been doing this anyway?" We were trying to figure it out. He just replied, "Too damn long." <laughs> <laughs> 
Six beers. I think 18 years, I want to say. It's got to be longer than that. Or maybe maybe 25. Because it was before Lucky was in high school. Maybe 25 so that, that, that he's been on the call. Right. I know he's been involved with St. X for a lot longer than he's been on broadcasts. Because I actually asked him the same question on Friday. I want to say he said 25 years. That sounds about right. Um, yeah, we, we had a fun time in Athens Friday night. I was feeling a rough Saturday morning. But we, we bounced back only to just hold that L. Yeah, uh, seemed like there was a decent amount of Kentucky fans there. I know a couple people that made the trip. They all said they had a really fun time, uh, except for the game. And we do probably have to talk about it. We know the Thornton's text line is going to talk about it. But it's just a, a missed, more than, uh, well, on one hand, you can say more than a missed opportunity. You could just say a missed opportunity. Regardless, Roush, like UK football, not there. Oh no no! And here's, not there here's, yet. Here's the but see. You say not there yet, and like I love just the thought. My favorite take after this game is, when's Kentucky going to be able to beat Georgia, folks? They ain't never beaten a team like that. They just aren't. It's not happening. Never going to happen. The Kansas City Chiefs couldn't beat that team on Saturday, and I mean that's hyperbole. D- disagree. But I mean, really, Chiefs like by forty-five. Georgia that that version of the Georgia team is winning the national championship again. They just are. The only there's only been maybe Michigan that could compete with that Georgia team on Saturday. Um, we likened it to Kentucky having like one regular season loss in basketball, and then um, you know Auburn rank gets ranked in the top twenty five for the first time all season, coming to Rupp, and it's the first big game at Rupp of the year, and Kentucky blows the doors off of them and wins by twenty five points. I mean it. Except worse. Um, in this era of college football, like I, I think a lot of what we, the reason why we thought Kentucky had a chance going into this game, TJ, it's not that Kentucky can't knock off a number one team ever again or a top five team ever again. But when you have a big part of the reason why folks thought that the Cats had a chance is because we're like, oh, man, maybe, maybe Kirby is something. Maybe Georgia is. Yeah, you know, they were trailing South Carolina. They looked vulnerable against Auburn. Yeah, no, no. They've 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 got it figured out though. We were wrong. Hey, maybe Alabama is more of the appropriate, like the dynasty is looking a little shaky. Kirby's just got this thing freaking humming and I just I you know, like they they were they were steamroller. You just can't get stuck under that thing or else you're you're done. Yeah, no, I, I think the take, though, is fair that, like, Kentucky football, fun, good. I think the vast majority of the fan base happy with where things are at this stage, just not national championship contenders. No, no, which is, is probably uh, never going to happen at Kentucky. Like, you're going to be Wisconsin football in the SEC. That That's a hot take. I don't think people are going to be cool with that forever. Well, you should be cool with that because, like, I'm very happy I, that Kentucky I, is the I, Iowa or Wisconsin of the Big Ten. I'm not cool with that. Like, I'm, I am i don't know if they, I, we do it every day. I talk about how, like, excited I am where the football program's at. But I think the natural progression is not always going to be to lose to the big boys. Like, I think people are understanding of it, but naturally you should get Georgia one day. And once you get Georgia, you're on the national stage, just like on Saturday. If you I mean, I just if you would have gotten them, you would have been on the national stage. Like you're there, and that's a big hurdle to get over. I don't think UK is as far as you make it out to be, 
But yeah, that's the challenge. But I, I just don't know like what's like there's only getting over the next hurdle is being one of five teams in the country. Yeah, and like, I know. That's that's the hard part, but that's the that's what we're looking to do. Well, and you gotta do it, you gotta get a quarterback. And Kentucky hasn't had a quarterback. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the, the problem. That's where the yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the tax need, line's they, gonna take us there for sure. They need a quarterback. Mark Schutz took us there on Saturday after the game, the first sign of him showing a little lack of confidence in his quarterback. I, I think UK is closer than people think, but I do think you're right, Roush. You've got to have a quarterback, somebody that you can go back there and trust to make plays. We didn't even say he needed to be great. I said on Friday he just needed to be good. He just needed to be solid. Uh, he was not. He was bad, and that's not going to help. But I do think from like a defensive standpoint, I know the defense got wrecked for the most part, but some of that was I mean, just an unreal catch on the second possession that – they review and I don't know, but incredible catch. Yep. Then the first possession, UK gets them in a pretty good spot and get a first down that you know you probably shouldn't have given up. And then a huge play that UK just doesn't hadn't had a, f- a ton of those. So when the score was like fourteen, Roush and you were like, oh boy, that was quick. I think you could make a case of like, well, probably shouldn't have happened like that. You know, UK, that was an unreal catch that they reviewed. They initially called it incomplete. You did it all right defensively there. The set, the first drive, you don't give up those huge plays all that frequently. Your defense had made some nice plays prior to that. Settle down. And then, of course, UK's first drive looks like they're going to be able to move the ball a little bit or have some success, and then, boom, penalty. Shoot yourself in the foot. It just felt like even... Even though the odds were stacked against you to win this game, you felt like you blinked, and it was just like, well, crap. Also, luck's not going your way, and it wasn't so much luck. Georgia, obviously, was better than Kentucky. But just a few things early in that game go a different way, and you wonder if it's a different story, but probably not because Leary just didn't step up. He wasn't going to be ready for it all off the get-go. But I felt bad because I felt like the defense played a little bit better than they showed early on but had nothing to show for it. I, I disagree. I think they just played awful the whole game, um, the, especially the secondary. They had they had bad eyes. Guys were wide open. That should like, they had no business being that. Yeah, that open. second touchdown was good defense. Right, Nothing right. Well, you can do but, about that. But the first one, I mean, like when you got Brock Bowers running down the middle of the field with nobody around him, like, wait, come on, you can't you can't be doing that. They they fell for the play action fakes. Like they had never seen a play action. They before. did more. Yeah, that was that, the, that was the disheartening part. Is it's like I think the game plan was like, here, let's make this dude beat us with his arm. If they're gonna run the ball, let's go swarm him up, and, and then, then the play he action completed his first yeah. twelve passes. <laughs> he looked yep. great. Um, he answered the call in a big way. Yeah, and, and I know a lot of this is you thought you thought Kentucky was closer, and then it was the worst blowout in the last five years. Yeah, that that that's the part that I know everybody's just like. Well, I thought we were. I thought we were right there. I thought we were close, and it's like, you know, sometimes this happens. Last year, Oregon lost forty-five to three. I think they've lost one game since then, maybe two. Uh, well, I mean, look what Georgia did to TCU in the national championship yeah, yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, very similarly, uh, I think Penn State has lost one game since Michigan beat them by forty points last year. It, it happens in these games, right? Like once these awesome dominant powers get rocking and rolling. You get overwhelmed, and it stinks. But I didn't love the all the was being made about like Georgia's not covering. Wow, not covering at all. Kentucky covering machine. I think we know where this one's heading. Uh, just during the middle of the week, I was like, man, this feels like Georgia may 
Majors. try to make a statement, oh, and they and, did. And they did, yeah. That, and that, that's a lot of what it, this game came down to. Now, big picture, though, you know, there, there's some short-term problems that must be addressed. Big picture, uh, I don't know how, like, I, because I, I think the most shocking thing, TJ, is just that, like, I didn't think any team could score 50 points on this defense. I love this. Agreed. I, I mean, they hit the team total in the first half and scored on their first six possessions. Like, the only reason why they got stopped is because Brock Bowers dropped a touchdown. Granted, they had a chance there, and Deion Walker made a doy doy play. Yeah. Um, but long term, the biggest concern I have is just like, if you can't, if the pass defense, like, do, does the pass defense have real problems? Because they're going to face some good passing offenses. And I don't, I don't trust this offense to win in a shootout. I don't think they can keep up. Like it, it's kind of a similar story to many Mark Stoops teams at this point. Is this just Georgia having a moment, or like are the safeties and corner like? Because I, I think some of their defensive problems have been uh, over like, the past defense problems more specifically. Like they've been creating turnovers and getting sacks, so you don't worry about it. But like, is it a real problem? Because if it is. Then Missouri, Tennessee, you know, those games can look uh, – Louisville, right? Like, they've got some explosive playmakers on the outside. Those games look a lot differently if your pass defense is bad. And that that's my, my only big-picture takeaway. Obviously, there's some other problems, you know, like that are pretty glaring and obvious that we're going to get to. But that that's the only one where I'm like, oh, crap, like, this could be bad. Because I, I thought I thought the pass defense and the defense in, in, as a whole had turned a corner. Yeah, you you would hope, and that's I guess the good thing or the scary thing, depending which way you look at it. We'll find out. Missouri can sling it around. Yeah, Brady so Cook's been it, good. If, if UK's secondary truly is not up to snuff, we'll we'll know it for sure on Saturday. I, I think that just the dam broke and everybody realized it. Yeah, and I still think this defense is really good, even though Georgia hit the over-under in the game all by themselves. In the first half. Uh, or no, they hit their team total first half. Yeah, but they, they, did they the, eventually got to the game total, so you just needed to <laughs> give them a little bit more time. Yeah, not a anything burger. Not anything that we saw coming from this UK defense. This could be great from a motivation standpoint, something to wake them up, or you hope that it's not going to be like a morale killer where they, they question how good they are. But we need to take our first break. I, I would like to just jump to the text line. They're going to bring up anything that we're going yeah, to bring up. Yeah, but you yeah. you spent the weekend in Athens. If you've got any other stories, any other insight, we want to hear that. Also, pop in at Thornton's. Best way to get your week started. Packers play today. It's going to be a long day for me. I'm going to have to go to Thornton. Maybe get a five-hour energy. One of Scoot's favorite power drinks that they have there. And they've got 32-ounce, 89-cent sodas. Refreshing Rewards members, you're going to save time and money at the pump. And inside the store, download the app today. Become a Refreshing Rewards member. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Couple things coming back here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. 
Scooch, was that you in a political ad? That was. You like that tag I did? Is that an uh, endorsement? <laughs> no. Are so you for Gahan for mayor? Well, I'm not against Gahan for mayor. I'll just put it that oh. way. Yeah, no, Dugan called me on Friday, and he was like, hey, I need you to tag this political spot. And I was like, what do you mean tag it? And he was like, you know, at the end of like political spots when they do the read. And I was like, oh, so you want me to just do it like real fast? Because the, the commercial was already 30 seconds. And he was like, yeah, just read it as fast as you can. So that's what I did. I thought it's. I thought it came out pretty good. It was one of the like the most clear, best ones I've heard. I think it was maybe <laughs> you needed to be faster, a little bit more like bobbled up. You Pick know? four, like like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. Well, good. Well, so you, you you've got that. Uh, we've got a. a I didn't want to hear that rejoin because, you know, it means UK lost. But. I, I debated not playing it because it is Georgia, but, you know, I figured I haven't played it in a long time. So It has been a long time since we've heard it. No, yeah. I, I think it's a deserving time to play it. We did not see yeah. that coming. I, I, I think we all predicted Georgia wins on this show, but I don't think any of them predicted, predicted that. So that was uh, funny to hear. We can, we can laugh through the pain here, Roush. Uh, and then just a little comic relief for our show because we're going to – Oh, pe- yeah. People are upset, and we yep. understand. I, none of us were happy either. Uh, but this from the Courier-Journal. Louisville basketball assistant Nolan Smith did confirm he interviewed for a job with the NBA G League but said he was never going to leave Louisville. I love – I just love that stuff. Uh, and then sports, everything always gets, like, brought back to, like, a dating standpoint. But it's like Nolan Smith caught cheating – Says he was never going to leave his significant other. Would that be? I mean, that's like. Really I mean, that's is, essentially it really is the equivalent. Is he going on a date? Would that yeah, be? Yeah. Yeah, because it's not just like you're or talking at least to him like on the phone, te- or or like you know, texting with some implication of more than just like work or what you like. It was sexting. It didn't, wouldn't have to necessarily. He was sexting be, the Go Go's. The the capital city Go Go's wouldn't necessarily. I think have to be on that level, but like an intent to hang out, you know. Like, yeah, let's meet. Because they met up. You know, they interviewed. They, they talked. Did. They got dinner. It was more than just a work event. That's just. That's a tough spot for Nolan Smith. Like, what, what do you say in that spot? Yeah, I guess you're just the truth, maybe. Yeah, I interviewed. Uh, I thought it was a good career path for me. I didn't get the job, though. So, back here. Yeah, I was never going to leave. Of course, like, of course, you've got to say that, I suppose. But. Or you just do the honest route. Yeah, I thought it was a good opportunity. Didn't get it. Happy to still be here. And uh, looking for the next gig. <laughs> I don't know I don't know what you do if you're Nolan Smith there. Uh, what do we do if you're a Kentucky football fan? Well, you get right back on the horse because it's great opportunity against Missouri. Yeah. You go and you beat Missouri and you're 6-1. and one. Any bad feeling you have. You per- I'm talking to you, listener. Any bad feeling you personally have as a UK fan, it's gone Saturday night, eleven o'clock. By the way, we did get the seven we, we got the, the seven thirty special, yeah. Yeah, we got the seven thirty slot. You get you get blown out by Georgia, then Missouri loses to L S U. They went ahead and went the name name game with L S U and Auburn. And there's not much we can say about it. Nope. Missouri, if you wanted that seven o'clock game, you should have won. UK, if you wanted the seven o'clock game, you shouldn't have been beaten by a million. So now an extra 30 minutes later for all the UK fans going to be in Lexington, myself included. Uh, so not not thrilled about that, but that's what you get, you little jerk. Little Home Alone quote for you. Yeah. yeah. By the way, all the stores, just Christmas out the wazoo now. Really? Are they? I mean, like Home Depot, the 
the hardware stores for sure. It's too early for Christmas that. Christmas even the V's haven't started falling yet. First time in her career, Lucy was like scared of a decoration. It was like a big animatronic Santa that was like robotic. I was like, hey, kids. Ralph, speak for yourself on leaves haven't started falling. My backyard's freaking covered. Yeah, I can confirm leaves have started falling. You almost have some early ones. I got a, I guess I got a late one. Takes a little bit longer to come down that pin oak. But um, yeah, and to your point, TJ, no, uh, how many people in their preseason predictions were counting that Georgia game as a win? It doesn't. I don't think anybody was. Yeah. And as Stoops said after the game, good news is this only counts as one loss. And that's that's, that, what, that's what you got to make it as. Yeah. And, and you get Missouri, you get a bye week, you can rest up here. It only counts as one loss if you're able to, to bounce back. But they are pretty banged up right now. Trevor Wallace left the game early. Keyshawn Silver, I think, did at some point. Sort of Jalen Geiger. So they're banged up. Um, I imagine that Stoops is going to, like, for after not telling us anything injury-wise forever, he's going to remind us that they're very injured and actually give us something today. So, that's my prediction. Uh, Horsey didn't even, wasn't even on the travel squad. I thought he was going to play. I don't oh, man. I, I don't know what the hell's going on there. Barry on Brown, they limited his snaps because he's dealing with something. So I think the media just needs to take the Calipari approach and just start whining incessantly about how Mark Stoops handles injuries and, Maybe that will provide more answers. It's going to be like, because my, my thing is, is like, you know what? If that's how you're going to handle injuries, fine. But you can't use it as an excuse. I'm also saying that sarcastically. It's not going to change anything. These coaches right. are going to do what they want to do, and they're going to let out what they want let out when they do. But I, I like that prediction that this is maybe he lets a little bit more out there just to let people remind folks of like, yeah, we are really banged up. Playing the old media game, Roush. I guess Stoops really has come full circle here. Yeah. I, and for the record, same stance as with Calipari. I don't care. Like, do what you want with the injury report. We'll see. Yeah. If you, if you want to play that game, that's cool. I just want to win. So, like, and I'm not all that mad about the Georgia loss. I don't think it should have been a blowout the way that it should. I'm not going to have some hot take. I'm not going to – you'll hear this from some people. I'm not going to have the hot take coming in and just being like, you are the eighth highest paid coach in college football, and that's what you get. Saturday should have been better. It should have been more competitive. There is something to Roush's take of, like, that was Georgia playing its best football in their home stadium, night game. It was a tough spot for UK. That's true, and it still should have been closer, but, like, I know this is a little bit of apples and oranges given that it's a different league, but are the Cowboys done because they got blown out by the 49ers last night? Nope. Cowboys have good wins on the season. Yep, and they've got big losses. They lost uh, Arizona, too. If I were if I were a Cowboys fan, I'd still think that this team can be good enough to win a Super Bowl in time. I'd worry about Dak, uh, just because Dak's Dak. But, and you've got McCarthy as head coach. So, really, you can't win the Super Bowl now that I'm saying all this out right, loud. Right, right, right. But you get, the, like, the sentiment of it. They had a bad loss. They should be okay. Kentucky football had a bad loss. You should be okay. Missouri is going to be a tough opponent. Tennessee is going to be a tough opponent. Mississippi State, that's... Not that tough of an opponent, but it's a place that you never win at. And then, of course, Alabama, South Carolina, Louisville. The schedule's too tough for you to kind of hang your head down. And I like that you're getting a good opponent just seven days later. Like, you've got to – if you go out there and you look like crap against Missouri and you don't play well against Missouri and you look like you've got a Georgia hangover against Missouri, well, then your whole season may just be toast. Like, you may you may scrap by get one more win somewhere else on the schedule – I still think UK should beat Louisville, even with all of Louisville's 
Louisville just had UK's Florida weekend. They were just back-to-back weekends. So one was a night game against Notre Dame. One was a noon game against Florida. But I still think Kentucky should beat Louisville. And Louisville deserves to be ranked where they're ranked, and Louisville fans deserve to be over the what moon. What did they as move they, up to? They're 14. Oh, good for them. Like, but, you know, they deserve all that good stuff. But I, I, I'm not going to let one blowout loss to Georgia that really snowballed, but it was just a thorough beatdown from, from start to finish. I'm not going to let that change my rest of the season outlook. Still think Kentucky should beat Missouri. With the game at home against Tennessee, I think Kentucky should win that. I don't care what the record's been at Starkville. Against Mississippi State, that's a team Kentucky should beat. The Alabama game, Alabama more talented than you, but you get them at home. And if UK at that point is 8-1, and one, then I can promise you that atmosphere is going to be insane. The road game at South Carolina, that's a bit of a rivalry game, so you need to be up for that one. And then, of course, the road game at Louisville is a rivalry game. You need to be up for that one. So still too much on the line, Roush, for this team to kind of melt. I don't think they will. The injury stuff that you're alluding to, that's concerning, but most teams are banged up, at least to some capacity. Maybe Kentucky has a little worse than everybody else, but yeah, and and that's what um the the oddity of the schedule being so backloaded, the injury aspect was always going to be something that you kind of worried about. Um, but with six games to go, you go three and three, and then you finish eight and four. Who you beat does matter in those games, but your worst opponents might be all of your road. Um, which is not ideal. I think it is ideal. You want to play the, like those are the, they're the worst team. They, I know, but if you had Mississippi State and South Carolina at home, you'd be like, those are going to be wins. Well, that's what I mean. But like, they, they should be wins regardless. That, and then now your toss-up games at home are less toss-up-y. I see what that you're makes saying. sense. No, you're, I, that, that outlook that, That's it. at least my like glass half full thinking. Yeah. Uh, the people who say, Mark Soup's the fifth highest paid coach in the SEC, we deserve better. Oh, you mean like finishing like right around fifth in the SEC for the last five years, which is right where he's been at. They've been at right mm-hmm. about fifth. Yeah. What, so what that take would be that what they would follow up you saying that would be yeah, but or is he ever going to make the step because all these other coaches that he's in the neighborhood with from a payment standpoint they've won their division or they've played a New Year's Six mm-hmm. Bowl and Kentucky hasn't. I'm just saying what they would say. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you can't win the division when Georgia's in your division. Divisions go away this year. Um, so like, that's just not, it's not a thing. Um, now the biggest thing holding this program back is the quarterback position. And the, it's, it is very perplexing what, what's happening with the passing game because the wide open Tavion Robinson throw, right? Like, oh yeah. Like that. I mean, that's, you should pitch and catch mm-hmm. down inside the 10, maybe a touchdown there on the first possession like that. You can't miss that. Some of the other throws. He's overthrowing his guys out of bounds, I think, because he doesn't trust his receivers. Because his receivers have played bad this year. Um, it was good to see Dane Cat- Key step up, make some catches. Um, but um, Van Howes was describing the receivers as high school receivers because they just can't use leverage to get open. And, like, you got to be able to do that against man. And they can't really. They haven't been playing great. So the passing game, it just it, it just is it's, it's not good enough. Um, I think Leary's got real confidence issues right now. The, the thing that I, even Liam Cohen, I'm, he's not going to say it, but I think that what's really got him at a loss right now is that the, 
it hasn't been an issue in practice. Like, like they can seemingly seem to figure things out in practice, but haven't in games, and it just falls apart. And now, he's like forty-five percent completion percentage in SEC games. That's just it's so bad. So, uh, yeah, we got an issue, folks. Yeah, that, that there's a real issue there, and uh, and the other part too, TJ, is just like you're you're halfway the season. Like I don't waiting around for some sort of like breakthrough or something to you, you kind of are what you are to a degree. You could be better, but you kind of are what you are. I know folks are going to be texting and mad about Jagger Burton's penalties, but like this team's going to shoot itself in the foot throughout the season. It just is. So like yeah. they got to be good enough to overcome shooting themselves in the foot. That, and Jag- they have been to this point. Jagger does get a lot of hate on the text line this morning, but I'm wondering at what point do we start turning on Deion Walker? I mean, that's two games in a row now, just boneheaded penalties. He had one last game. Well, I, I, maybe you it was two games me? ago, but he had he had a couple false start penalties in a row. That oh, might have yeah. been two games. Yeah, ago. you're right. He had back to back. Yeah, yeah. At, yeah. So at what point do we start talking about him? Like he's got to play smarter football. Yeah, yeah, and people pile on Jagger too, because like his are, I mean, it's kind of rightfully so, right? Like it's they're just unnecessary, mm-hmm. you know. Whereas like Dion being over aggressive and doy doy, not thinking. And also Dion's done a lot of good things that we're just like we give him more benefit of the doubt. Whereas like Jagger, like come mm-hmm. on, dude. Um, I also got. I, w- I was waiting for him to show a replay, and I was like, oh, that that late hit wasn't that bad, was it, Jagger? Yeah, it was that. And the worst part, too, is that they went tempo, and that was an easy pitch and catch. You thought Leary was going to get in a rhythm, and then, nope, drive killer. I know. And just You knew that those were the things you couldn't do, and they just every every turn it was shooting yourself yeah. in the foot, making this game harder. And just also maybe maybe you have schemes, but like picked UK's defense, especially the secondary, picked a bad game for some people just being out of position and making – things look bad like just making you kind of look like a, a, an FCS defense and no disrespect to them but made just life look too easy on Georgia and that can be as simple as just one dude being a step not where he's supposed to be uh-huh. it's not necessarily an indication of an entire defense but for about 60 minutes it looked entirely too easy for Georgia let's get to the Thornton tax line 502-414-1450 it's easy to save money at Shady Rays with promo code Big X at checkout. Forty percent off when you use the promo code Big X. Shady Rays, the best polarized sunglasses on the planet. Started right here in Kentucky. They have over two hundred thousand five star reviews. Millions of happy customers all throughout the world. And again, a company that started right here in Kentucky. Polarized sunglasses. Tangle free. They've got classics and they've even got the X series and navigators. Check them out today and save yourself some money with, oh, 250,000 five star reviews. My mistake. A plus in the BBB ranking always makes you feel better as well when you're buying with a great company. Promo code Big X, 40% off. Text line. Don't know exactly where we're going to leave off with the Friday show. I think uh, we should have finished on Friday. Yeah, yeah. Because like, I did my know, general Friday voice, podcast. Yeah. Um, no replay of either call on Jagger. Oh, wait. Never mind. I was waiting for that, too. Never saw it. And then once I did, I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, also, the way that the new Twitter website works, too, is it won't like show your reply. Where I wasn't going to delete my tweet. Like, oh, the ref stunk. 
So I was just like, whoops, I was wrong. My bad. And then I just have been getting messages since since then. And it's new Twitter's fault. Yeah. You should show the reply first, not just the initial, but more maybe people. You, maybe you were just wrong. No, no, I know, but it doesn't acknowledge that. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what people see. The algorithm shows them the initial tweet where I was wrong. And then they're telling me, you're wrong. And even though I admitted I was wrong, I'm, I'm stuck. I guess Elon wants me to buy it so then I can edit it and say, oops, sorry, I was wrong. Yeah, there you go. There's your solution. There's my solution. Punt Burton into the sun. Dude is killing us, is one text from Thornton. Text among, among other players as well. Yep, yep. Imagine folks thinking we were going to pull the upset. There isn't a single position on the football field that Kentucky's better than the dogs at. Carson Beck is the best quarterback in the SEC. Play the same style on both sides, but just much worse. Mike Bobo is taking Brad White to the woodshed, and it's flat out embarrassing in its own right. Yeah, that's like... I was surprised to see this. Yeah, the, the Bobo owning Brad White was the one thing that nobody saw coming. Even if you... Um, even if you knew that Kentucky wasn't was going to be outmatched, nobody was picking Brad White to get out out Fox by Mike Bobo. That was a little concerning, or unexpected, and concerning. This is so frustrating. We have the talent to have a chance, but we're idiots. I hate everything. I mean, a chance it did be a long chance. Still, yeah, they're, they're very good. I mean, we knew that Kentucky still wasn't going to be the more talented team on the field. But we did think that the gap was probably a little bit closer than that score would indicate. So that's that's not what that's not fun. It's my it's my fault for believing, and it's embarrassing that I thought we had a chance. I listen to clowns like you all who base your terrible gambling. Obviously, you don't know football. I feel even worse letting you get my hopes up. Just like weathermen, you're bad at your jobs. Oh, little babies up sweat and gotta take it out on the radio people in the morning. Man, I really Kentucky Georgia was my only like loss of the weekend. I had that in Maryland, Ohio yeah, State. Like I, I did on, very well. Shame on you, Sack. I'd expect it from goobers like Keith, but like, yes, I was wrong on the UK Georgia under. I didn't think Georgia was gonna score the over by itself. <laughs> uh, nobody did. I didn't anticipate that. But goobers like Keith, and this is why, Sack, I didn't expect you to fall into that group. But, like, where nobody nobody tweeted me saying, hey, TJ, thanks for the Iowa under. Thanks for the Iowa cover. Yeah. Thanks for the U of L. Thanks for Arkansas. Thanks yeah. for U of L longest touchdown prop, which I tweeted, told everybody about. You get plus money on U of L having the longest touchdown. So, out of four games I talked about loudly on radio all week, three of them hit. Pretty comfortably, really. Yeah, take that. So, suck it, buddy. But, yeah, I was dead wrong on Georgia and Kentucky, and nobody's more bummed about it than my wallet. I promise you that. So, I don't I don't need it from the goobers. Um, my, my favorite thing, too, is like – And I'm winning the gambling. We, we are also uh, – it's uh, it's pretty abundantly clear that we're, we're big fans, too. We get sucked into it. Uh, Friday night, I picked a Kentucky Vols on the show. Friday night, I'm like – Doing cats chants and like high fiving guys, like we're we're beating Georgia. Cats money line. I mean, we get sucked in too. It's fun. Uh, I picked a Georgia win, but not by that much. Hour one, Kentucky roll call done. Hour two coming up next. TJ Walker, Nick Brown, Justin Kalen.
say over? I ain't heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Replay of the show, which goes 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. The replay 9 to 11. We appreciate you listening. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We're going to take a lot of texts today. Uh, there's plenty we could talk about. We could talk more about the NFL Sunday that was yesterday. Big win for your old Pittsburgh Steelers. Here we go. We could talk about, uh, we have talked about a big college football Saturday. We could talk about what great, lovely weather it was over the weekend. Just awesome, awesome fall weather. Just waking up and feeling the cool. It's great. Although, um, so I, w- wife took kids to her in-laws over the weekend. They were in Ohio. So I just, I just turned the thermostats off. Like, oh, we ain't going to be here for the oh, weekend. Yeah. Came back and one of the thermostats won't turn on. Oh, and it doesn't, it's not like, oh, change the batteries. It doesn't have batteries. So, mm. yeah. Good thing it's going to warm up later this week. What is the weather for this week? Um, it's it's going to be chilly the first few days this week, kind of like it has been. And then later in the week, I guess Wednesday, it's going to heat back up for a few days. Yeah, I think we're, saw we're supposed to get for Missouri cool game. With what we've had the last couple of days. We're supposed to get some pretty gnarly storms on Friday night, all things considered. Gnarly? So, yeah. They're gonna Whoa, Saturday real cool down Saturday. What we got? So high of seventy six Friday, you're right, although I'm not seeing the big storms like you're saying. And then boom, drops to high sixty one Saturday. So it was high only seventy six Friday, high sixty one Saturday. Whoa, that could make for a chilly Catterday at the Croak. I mean it was only sixty six this Saturday. Yeah. I only know that because I went out and golfed and it felt great. Well, again. One just one way invites on the golf, <laughs> you know that now. That's been about five in that, a row. That one, that one came last minute. I was I was not trying to golf on Saturday, and Gil was like, "Yeah, well, we're not gonna get many more days like this. Let's go out." I I found some tee times, and I was like, "All right, you're right. Let's go golf." Anybody who was listening, I was like, "Man, to be able to wake up and golf in this weather." <laughs> and a couple people were like, eh, "It's too cold." I was like, "No, that's perfect." Bring a Love nice it. like quarter zip jacket. You take it off somewhere around like hole six or five or something like that. Okay, I, I'm I'm okay with the weather this week. Basically the same that it was this weekend today and yes today and tomorrow. Then gets a little warmer the back end of the week and then the weekend it's going to be cool, a little too cool maybe. But I'm fine with it. I just know how other people are. Ralph, Elon's back up and running. Love when uh, it's just a little bit chilly and women dress like they're going to. Uh, the Yule Ball to go to Keeneland, just like giant sweaters and oh. like huge scarves. It's like, how is that scarf? Like, it's just a blanket. What? Uh, hilarious. Then you get some that don't dress for the weather and they get too they cold. Freeze. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. Good to have Keeneland back, though. Oh, yeah. Even though I just I played principal plays on Friday on the way down, I was like, oh, let me just do my Brad Cox grand motion on the turf. None of them won. Did you get all your bets in before getting into Georgia? I did. I did. Would you like comment on like I can't believe such a backward state? <laughs> the worst is that I, I ran into some UK fans that they were having their friends place Keeneland bets for them because you couldn't place those in Georgia either. Oh my gosh! Which 
Yeah. Real backwards. What can you do in Georgia? Nothing. And I thought that's where the players played, and they ride on things like every day. Huh. Sad. Guess you'll just have to go to North Carolina and come on and stand up. Take your shirt off? Sitting around. It is weird seeing all of TJ Beisner's North Carolina posts. Like him and like shooting in the Dean Dome. Going bonkers, going crazy. It looks like he's having fun, though. And that's most important. Let's get back to the Thornton's text line and have some fun. 502-414-1450. Always a good time at Thornton. Have a lot of fun stopping in there, getting a nice hot coffee to get my day started. Yeah, I saw Maybe you donut. go to the other one the other day, right outside the store, or yeah. right outside the station. I saw your car over there. It's not as, uh, it's still like, I don't know. I feel like I'm cheating on my my home. Your OG? Yeah, my home turf. That's all right. No, Thornton's, they're, they're fine. It, you're, it, you're in the family regardless of which ones you go to. Isn't that Thornton's backwards? You all can give your opinion on this. I feel like it, the setup is completely opposite of all the Thorntons I've ever been in. Like, the food and drinks are normally on the left, and everything else is on the right. Where at that Thornton's, you've got your food and drinks on the right, and everything else on the See, right. See, my home turf, everything's on the right. Food and drinks are on the right. Oh, okay. It's a lot like Australia, where it's like outside the waters, and everything kind of seems upside down. The water okay. spins the other way, but yeah. inside the waters, and it, everything goes the normal way. Got it. That makes sense. Okay. So this, we're just on, outside <laughs> of the waters, and so I think that's what you're getting confused about. Makes sense. Um, here's something funny that uh, Reddit College Football Dug up. Uh, you know who Kevin Steele is, TJ? Know uh, that name? Yes. Yeah, he's the defense coordinator right now for Alabama. In 1999, when he was the head coach at Baylor, he didn't call a knee. They were near the end zone. He tried to punch in one more touchdown for the Bears. Mm-hmm. Fumbled it. UNLV had a 99-yard scoop and score. Nope. Not good. Yeah. yeah. So he went for the cover instead. They lost outright. Miami, I mean, the Miami, dude for UNLV picks it up in the end zone and runs it out. Miami ever hear about this? Yeah, they should. They have now. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, I'm so tired of getting excited all week to come out and look like this. We never come out for these big games. Stupid penalties, overthrown balls, just exhausting. Sad cat fan here, and it's not even halftime. Yeah, you can't say never, though, when UK just dominated. Florida yeah. had, what was it, up double digits, 51 or – you know, 110 out of 120 minutes or whatever the stat was. Like, UK has come out and come out for big games because the Florida game was a big game, and they came yep. out and they dominated. And if you want to get into, like, well, the teams they beat weren't actually weren't that good. First off, hindsight is always twenty twenty. You can't judge. Like, Mississippi State in 2018, that was a top 15 team when they came into Kroger Field, and then I think they lost four out of their last five. Like, you can't judge that team like, the reason why the wheels came off is in part because Kentucky demoralized them, right? Like, can't knock that team because Kentucky played a part in their demise. But, like, the Florida game in 2018, that team went 10-2 and and played in the Sugar Bowl or the Peach Bowl, and Kentucky beat them by double digits on their home field. Cats have won some big games under Mark Stoops, and he's uh, pretty good as an underdog as well. He will not be an underdog on Saturday, though, correct? Was that a three-point spread that it opened yeah, up? Two and a half? Two and a half now. I don't know what exactly maybe it opened up as. but That feels about right. Folks, like, it, it's totally all right to be bummed with Saturday. It'd be concerning if you weren't a little disappointed. I mean, that was a beatdown. You never want to see your team get beat down in any capacity, regardless of what expectations are or are not. One, I think we should be happy that the expectation was UK just went into a number one ranked team and it wasn't just UK fans that were talking about that game being close. 
it was a pretty popular pick for Kentucky to at least cover a two-touchdown spread, which, you know, if Kentucky had lost by 10 or 13, are we feeling, I mean, we're feeling better about it than just a complete and total blowout, but aren't we past moral victories as well? So wouldn't a loss be a loss regardless of, of what exactly the scoreboard said? Like, shouldn't we, just because of the fact UK lost, I think is enough for me to not be thrilled with the way things work. But the only thing that Saturday tells me is that UK is just not a title contender this season, or at least right now. Now, what if, play the what if game, what if UK won out? Would be pretty definitely in the conversation. Like, you'd have, as weird as it would be, like, UK would be in the conversation and most likely probably in the college football playoff. Now, I think a lot of people are going to see Saturday and be like, I don't have to worry about that team winning out. You're probably right about that, and I would agree with that. But you got to take it game by game. Don't we all feel like UK should win against Missouri? And if you don't, then be the one to speak out against that and be the one to say, no, no, I think we're probably losing that one too. And also, now that sports gambling's legal in Kentucky, put your money where your mouth is and prove it. But you take it from a game-by-game standpoint, the only thing Saturday told me was this UK team can be really, really good, just probably not national championship good. Time to admit that Stoops has massively raised the floor of this program. For that, he deserves to save as long as he wants. It's also true the way he coaches the team, they might not have ever be able to break through that last hurdle of beating elite teams. 10-3 is wonderful. The UK program and Stoops' statues deserve to be built. But UK will not reach the top level under Stoops. Um, they said in regard to my last message about Stoops, it's not even about losing. It's about looking completely unprepared for the moment. Um, and to that, I would say, I'm just going back to like, yeah, like it's going to be really hard for Kentucky football to get over that top. Now, maybe one year they do the New Year's Six Bowl. But yeah, you're probably probably not going to be competing for championships because um, you're kind of the Wisconsin and Iowa of the SEC, which I, I think is pretty good. Um, not to just, Beating that top two in the best conference in college football, really hard. Yeah, I mean, I would say never say never. What we want is we want more chances to prove that UK is at that next level. Because if you don't have those chances to prove mm-hmm. it, then you're not even in the ballpark. You're not even in the neighborhood. And Mark Stoops is getting more and more chances. I just think back to his evolution as a head coach in general. Like, early on in his tenure, it was this dude needs to learn a lot about being a head coach. Yeah. You had a bunch of mistakes and a lot of sloppy play. But over time, it was like, all right, he's starting to get it. He's starting to beat the teams he should beat. He's taking care of business. I, I do think part of the evolution of Mark Stoops as a head coach is like, hey, winning these big national games. And he's shown that he can grow as a head coach over time. I think this is his final hurdle. The, th- the things that are last for UK are the biggest and the toughest. Because the biggest and the toughest for Stoops, for the football program as a whole, it, you do it and you're at the top of the mountain looking down on everybody else. UK's just not there yet. So there is a lot to be proud of as the steps that Stoops has taken. But that last hurdle, we were hoping that maybe we were going to get there on Saturday. And it was just another reminder that you're you're not there and you're maybe a little bit further yeah. than we care to admit. So the guy that caught that crazy touchdown pass, TJ, you know where he played last year? Where did he play? Mississippi State. Uh, they they all Georgia also took Missouri's best receiver um, last year. He's on Georgia's team, and then Mississippi State. Just to remind you, them in Missouri, you'd be like, oh well, they 
they've had their their time at the top of the league. Uh, yeah, Missouri they 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 did win the East that that first year or two. Uh, nothing really to show for it. Mississippi State they were number one that Dak Prescott year. And how do they finish like ten and two? Yeah, it's hard. It's hard, man. It's tough. It's tough, tough, it's tough league. Say what you want about scheme or quote unquote new offense. How does Devin Leary continue to miss wide open receivers? I think, like, again, I'm not so worried about a loss to Georgia. I still think the season could be really, really fun. I do think it's time, you know, we're beyond time of, like, the, the things we were worried about in the preseason. Secondary, offensive line, and then I think it was just Devin Leary staying healthy more than anything else. Mm-hmm. But I think it's still secondary, offensive line, not necessarily in that order. But quarterback play, not from a health standpoint, but just an overall sentiment of it's not getting done. Yeah. It's not getting done. Devin Leary's not getting it done. And that's not something I would have expected or predicted. But you can blame the wide receivers to a certain degree, but he needs to he needs to let it be just abundantly clear it's the wide receiver's fault by putting it on the money every time. And now it's like, ooh, actually these are bad throws. A lot of these are bad yeah. throws. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're, and the weird part is too is you know that he can still make a good one because we've seen him. We have seen him. That that's the that's the part that's got to that's like very frustrating. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't, I don't. He's just got to. I didn't work his way through it. I mean, you, I, like I said earlier, you got to give some props to Dane Key for kind of working through his stuff, making some hard catches. Now it's time for Leary to work his way through it. Maybe maybe Missouri presents that opportunity for. Yeah, I think you had mentioned maybe you thought the Florida game was going to be his breakout party. I know some people thought that there were some predictions that he was going to have a big game against Georgia. I think the most realistic takes were like, hey, be a good game manager against Georgia. I didn't need to see him do anything amazing against Georgia. Just needed to be solid. At some point, we do need to see like a big Devin Leary game. Missouri, there's no reason it shouldn't be against Missouri. Like, I circle this one Saturday to be the one. And, Roush, I know that the emphasis may be on running, and probably rightfully so. But LSU could sling it around on Mizzou. Kentucky should, at home, be able to do the same. And at just some point, we're going to need Devin Leary to step up, have a big game, just to know that he can do it in the other ones. Just to know that he can. You're right. It's probably a confidence thing for him where he needs to see that he can do it as well. The wide receivers need to see that he can be able to do it. And he also probably needs to see his wide receivers put together a mostly complete game. So Missouri's a big one, I think, just for the overall outlook of the season. You get back on track and everything is just totally fine yep. and you're smooth sailing or you lose and you you do. You look at the schedule and you go, ooh, what? Where did, it can either be okay from here or it can turn really, really ugly. Another text on the Thornton sex line says 34 to 7 at half. At what point do you just start laughing? Oh, we were already laughing. That was a beatdown. Well, if anyone was wondering if this would be the week Georgia would figure things out, I think it's pretty clear. We're terrible. Leary's terrible. Our guys can't stop committing penalties, and Georgia looks like the Georgia we're used to. Literally perfect football by the dogs, and the cats look like the cats from 10 years ago. But that. I disagree because the cats from 10 years ago couldn't run the ball. That was that was nice to see, but they were so far behind they couldn't continue to run the ball. But um, that that's been a development this year that we did not anticipate. Not good. Not a good game from UK football. 
not to overact, but I think we've hit our ceiling with Stoops. No matter what we are always super limited in the passing game. Sure, we could sure we were good Cohen's first year, but maybe he was just aided by Wandell, arguably the best wide receiver we've ever had, in my opinion. Not a UK football historian though. And even that year, we had a ton of games where Levis would pass for like 117 yards. We get Leary, who is a proven commodity, and all of a sudden the dude's awful with great weapons on paper. It's Stoops, I swear. He wants to run Amish, Iowa, Midwest football. It's fine, but he, we will never be a high-powered offense with him, unfortunately. I will add that I don't think any of his players are afraid enough of him to make mistakes, which leads to the back-breaking, undisciplined penalties. This team, unfortunately, has shown some signs of being a little undisciplined throughout the season. But Stoops' team's kind of, it's not so, it's not a lot of gray area. It's pretty black or white. Like, his undisciplined team's not good. His disciplined team's usually pretty good. Roush, this team has a good record, but it kind of leans to a little bit more undisciplined. Then again, you've already gotten three out of, your three cupcake games out of the way, too. So maybe that's inflated that record there, but... Yeah, this team is uh, dangerously undisciplined, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Um, the Too many stupid mistakes. I still don't like think that that's, I mean. You're not overly concerned by it? Like they're explosive enough to get over them. I, 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 you are what you are, and like undisciplined teams can still win football games. You know, like I don't think like. That's uh, a hindrance to success. I mean, yes, it certainly is if you can't execute in bare minimum moments. But, like, show me the first team that hasn't, like, had a holding penalty every once in a while. Right? Like, that. I mean, come on. Like, they're, I mean, saying one holding penalty, though. Is a no, no, no. You're, yeah, yeah. But, like, to my point is that, like, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff is magnified because it's been the same guy. Um with Jagger offensively. It's like when Jordan Swindle just kept false starting. Yeah. You know, couldn't couldn't get a snap count, right? Um but I, I don't I don't know. I think I think this offense can still be all right. But yeah, having um And a lot of it starts with the quarterback. Yeah. Make yeah. good throws, make enough big plays. It can ignore the kind of silly mistakes that you see every so rarely, but it's just when everything feels like when you're laboring so much for a first down or a big play that you just notice the stupid penalty so much more because it feels like every yard is so crucial that when you just give up 10 of them, maybe a big play happened on the penalty, then it really just, it almost feels contagious. And you got that look from the offense on Saturday of just like, we cannot get anything going. And even when we feel like we're getting something going, something stupid's going on. Another texter on the Thornton sex line says, best quarterback of the Stoops era one of the best defenses in the SEC, laughable. We ain't beating Mizzou, Bama, Tennessee. Hell, I doubt we beat Louisville. This is what happens when you open your season with trash-ass teams. You think you're actually good. I appreciate Stoops bringing, out, bringing us to relevancy. We'll never take the next step with him as our coach. Texas and Oklahoma are coming, and they'll knock us back down a couple pegs to being a bottom feeder in the conference. Disappointing. It's just like such a wild, rational, like irrational thought process here. UK just beat Florida in a game that we were all super pumped up about. Yeah. The the part two, one of the best defenses in the SEC, it's like, yeah, all of the advanced stats. It was like they were 10th nationally in the country. And Florida just threw them the woodshed. And I think the part that 
that I'm not too discouraged about is the reason, and it goes back to what I talk about in an hour or two, the pressure that Kentucky had been applying on quarterbacks had created turnovers, created sacks, had really put offenses behind the hate ball. Like, it gave them a big advantage. That Georgia offensive line's got a bunch of pros on it. Cedric Van Pran, their center, is going to, he's a first team all SEC. I mean, they've got a bunch of pros. And they, when Kentucky brought blitzes, when they brought pressure, Carson Beck still had time because they just got dudes. And that when you take away the best thing that you do is that front seven, which, I mean, Kentucky did a pretty good stop, job stopping the run, too, until things, you know, they just wore out, right? Um, and, you know, yeah, I got demoralized. Think, I, didn't think it, I didn't think the issues were up front for UK football, but they also, you know. They weren't doing anything to, like, make a significant they, impact. If that was UK strength, it wasn't a, a serious flag. Like, it was, you know, almost mm-hmm. playing even to a little bit below even as the secondary just got feasted on. So, it wasn't their fault, but they also didn't change, didn't do enough to change and, the and, script. And I think that's normally what they do, right, to this point in the season. is They're they disruptive. They, yeah. Exactly. And they couldn't do it because Georgia's offensive line is so good. So, yeah. like, that, that's where I'm not. Now, the best quarterback in the Stoops era talk, I mean, I'm, I'm going to stand behind all of that stuff that I said earlier. But I will say, if there was anything I aired in judgment, it was just completely hanging my head on the 2021 season and then not looking more closely at where his 2022 numbers before he got injured. I think they were just UK a little defense is, despite what happened Saturday, I still think this is one of the better defenses in the SEC. I still think it's one of maybe one of the better defenses in UK football history, at least up front. I know the secondary is probably not where it's at. I just want to know, Roush, UK media can get fed BS and like false narratives can become prevalent. I don't think it's it's common, but I do think it can happen. Football and basketball, we've got history to show that it happens, but I don't think it's the norm. I think the media usually has a pretty good feel on the team, like what they're reporting is actuality. How did this offense get so much hype in the offseason going against UK's defense? Yeah, no. Like that's it's, what I like. It's it's so hard to. Yeah. I've never. I, we haven't really seen any of that with UK offense this year. And if we haven't seen any of it, it probably means like they'll probably have a good game. They'll have some solid moments. But the fact that it's not more of like the more normal to see this offense clicking. What the hell was going on in the off season where people were like, "This is the best quarterback Stoops has had," and this offense and these receivers jaw dropping, because. We knew UK was going to have a good defense. I think a lot of people put stock in those offseason conversations knowing that UK's defense was going to be so good. But was one, was it just a lie? Two, was it true, but just it hasn't translated to the fall in opposing defenses? Or three, was it not necessarily a lie, but maybe, you know, it wasn't full contact, so it looked better than it was. And once people start hitting and tackling this offense, Turtles up a little bit. Who knows? But I'm shot like, you know, yeah, I, yeah. We, we heard a lot of really, really good positive things this offseason about the offense, and we haven't, we have not seen that. Good thing is, is Missouri ranks 124th against the pass in EPA. So this is the time to get right. Yeah. Yep. We're going to take our last break. Come back. More text from the Thornton's text line here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X.
Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Rocks. Welcome back. One final segment. Monday edition of Kentucky Roll Call. Not nearly as fun as winning Mondays, but no. the Cats will get back to it. This time next week, we'll be rocking and rolling. Big Blue Madness this week, by the way. Yeah, so people forget that. Official, unofficial kickoff start to the college basketball season. Ooh, Tonio Tuesday? Tonio Tuesday tomorrow. Or just Taco Tuesday. I love a good taco from Salsaritas. Also love the nachos with the chips on the side, of course. While they did some chips. Love burritos, burrito bowls. They've got it all at Salsaritas. Check them out. I got two locations. St. Matthews, Middletown. Middletown's got a drive through. Oh, Easy, so breezy, beautiful. It's Salsaritas. You'll love it. Jumping way ahead on the text line. This one just came down. TJ's U of L fan here, Roush. Suck on those rushing yards. That's the guy who was getting on to you about the U of L UK rushing yard yeah. conversation. I was anything shocked. You wanna, anything you want to yeah, say to him? Yeah, they did it. I was shocked they could run the ball against Notre Dame. I was surprised by that, too. Yeah, that was probably the biggest development of that game. But, um, yeah, going into the season, I, I think a lot of folks saw the Jeff Brom experience playing out as it has. 6-0, and the first. They had a scared NC State. And then that, that place was rocking and rolling Saturday night. I haven't gone back and, like, really watched. Like, I mean, I was just kind of keeping up with scores and seeing highlights. But Sam Hartman crumbled. And... Notre Dame's inability to run the football is shocking. Like I got Audrick onto the U of fans had 10 that, carries for 20 yards. Like the the extent of their analysis is that Sam Hartman threw a lot of interceptions last year. Well, maybe that was the extent of the analysis. I mean, Jesus, maybe it's that guy. Maybe it's something about Cardinal, Ellenin, Federal, Papa John's, Eat Pizza Stadium that just is a house of horrors. Horrors. Yeah. Horrors. I don't think I don't think Sam Hartman's going to be spending too much time. In Louisville in the future. We'll, did, we'll be running him into him at the Derby. Did the results of those games on Saturday change your all's opinion about that in Kentucky UofL game? No, Kentucky's going to okay. smash him. UofL is a terrible matchup for Kentucky. Because it feels like on or, the other side. Other of, way around. It feels Kentucky's like on the other side of things, well. Louisville fans are all of a sudden super confident now with that game. I, they should be confident. I'm okay with them being confident. I want them to be confident. I, rip their hearts out. I think, like, Notre Dame, I mean, just, like, looking at them, standing next to Uval's defensive line and vice versa, defensive line against Uval. They were just significantly bigger. So if I was a Uval fan, I'd be like, hey, that was a team that's more physical than us in the trenches, and we still were able to be super successful against them. If we can do it against Notre Dame, why couldn't we do it against UK? I I think that sentiment kind of lines up. Uh, but you, I would just, if I was a Uval fan, with the way this series has been, I would just let it happen first before you were – talking trash about it and i i think that game means a lot to stoops uh, i the uk will be ready for for you about like you'll be able I, to run the ball i'm still the not uh i'm still not panicked or worried about that game but if uval fans are more into it then they should be you're six and oh you 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 just beat notre dame great atmosphere uval football feels like it's back a little bit jack harlow I think you can just go around a UofL facility any time of the day and you're just going to run into him accidentally. You know what, though? I love it because, like, if I was – if I became, like, a super famous rapper, I would still just be, like, a huge Kentucky fan showing up to stuff. Would you, like, be in the background of their 
field storming. Oh yeah, in the locker yeah, room yeah. taking. Pictures I would do all coaches. of that because, like, what, what's the point of being famous if you can't be the famous guy that depends just like becomes the famous fa- fan? Depends how famous. Like, I'd go to the game, sure, but I don't know if I'd like be inter. I see. I I, I, I love that he's like not too cool to be just like a huge fan. That's fine. You no, know, that's a that's a take to have. Like, because some people it's just like, oh, all of a sudden I'm just Joe Cool and I'm just gonna be still gonna be aloof. Like, I love that he. Totally sets aside his, like, I'm Jack Carl. I've got to play it cool to just be the biggest. Because that's what Louisville fans are, right? Like, they're obnoxious drunks. <laughs> you know? Like, uh, well, we we know those guys, and he's just being one of them. He's just being one of them. Texter says, where's the pass rush, and why can't we punt the ball over 30 yards? That, that punting, that was weird. It's like, hey, you've been good, Wilson Berry. What the hell? Nick Plummer's better than Leary. Could be an overreaction, but he's winning. Our guy's missing wide open receivers. Plummer's, he, he's going to have his coming to Jesus moment. Just don't, don't you worry about it. Leary's bad with a capital B. He has been. Not what the media promoted him as, says one texter. He's been bad. No, shocking. Right. It's been very, it's, it's the most shocking development of the season. How bad the passing game is. Super embarrassing. Georgia pulls its starters with a whole quarter left. Leary's awful. Jagger with horrible penalties. No push on the D-line. We're going to lose to Louisville, Mizzou, Tennessee, and South Carolina. We beat up on a bad Florida team, and the football program got big heads and just got embarrassed on prime time. Embarrassing. This texter is embarrassed. Mm. I would be the sentiment I got from this text message. That's, that's what I'm picking up. Uh, something has to change at the quarterback position ASAP. Our offense is embarrassing. We have one player who has been played good, and with Ray, and without Ray back there, our offense has not. Um, like that catch and throw to Josh Gass with a touchdown. That was pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I love my favorite postgame takes where we got to get Kyle Sharon in there so he can get some reps to get ready to be a starter next year. Kyle Sharon ain't playing quarterback in Kentucky, folks. Neither is Destin Wade. What happens if Leary got hurt? That That's the only way they're playing. It happened. They ain't playing. They're going to be starters. Next Leary's year. 34-74, just under 46% in three SEC games. Is it Leary or Cohen? All offseason, all we heard was Leary's the real deal. How's there been six games, no signs of improvement from him? That's that's another, again, that's the concerning part is it's just like there hasn't really even been all that many flashes. There's been good throws, but you haven't had necessarily like a great quarter. Maybe there's been one great quarter or a great half of the passing attack where it's like, you know what, that's what we thought it was going to be. That's what we heard, and that's what's concerning, and there hasn't been improvements. That being said, Georgia was a defense that UK hasn't seen. First true road game, and the Vandy game, whatever. First true road game. It's like if we were building up for this being the moment that Leary looked like he had taken steps forward or put it all together, that was a pretty tough spot for that to be the time. But we are halfway through the season, and you, I think UK fans just want something out of him, and we haven't seen it. It has been concerning. But Missouri, Missouri's make or break for me. Like, if he can't go out there and look halfway decent against Missouri, then why would we think it happened against Tennessee? Why would we think it happened against South Carolina? Why would we think it happened against Mississippi State? If it can't happen against Missouri, it ain't going to happen. That's the way I'm going to look at it. Part of the reason why I don't think it's on Cohen texture, if you look at the drive starters, the sort of scripted plays that Cohen has ready, he was 9 of 16. Um, before that, I think it was before that penalty, right? Or uh, no, that, that, 
That one might have been earlier. But he, I mean, he started the game nine of 16. If he hits that one to Tavion, 10 of 16, multiple scoring drives. Like the, the, the plays are there, is my overall point. Uh, they just aren't being made, whether it's quarterback, receiver. The throwing the ball to uh, down the sideline to Barry on Brown, though, that play really hasn't worked at all this year. Like the, whatever those those verticals on the outside, either Leary's throwing them out of bounds, receivers aren't making plays on it. Those those feel like wasted plays. I'd be fine if they did less of it. You know, stuff they practice a ton that they've obviously had some success on in practice, but it has not translated over. Yeah. Nick make fun makes fun of Louisville quarterback, but at least he makes some good throws and helps his team win. I'm done. I'm going to bed. Good night. Night. Going into Saturday, thought the Cats would lose because the offense wouldn't make enough plays. Never thought the defense would forget to show up. Did they even leave Lexington? Sheesh. Yeah, it was, it's a big one. It's disappointing. Need Will Smith Who to died? show up tomorrow with the neuralizer and wipe this game from this team's memory. Move on to Missouri like this never happened. Can't let one embarrassing loss compound into another one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, okay. is, this is like the season on the teeter-totter right now. Which way are we going to go? Up or down? Up or down? But I love it, though. I, I love the way it kind of has set up. Like, we don't have to. It's not bye week this week. They don't have to let this marinate for two yeah, weeks. Yeah, that is nice. You they just, don't have to go back to go on out. the road again. You get to play a team that in your home is, stadium. is quality in your home stadium at night, but also one that you should have some confidence against because you've handled them. You've won some close games against them. Can't get overconfident because they that passing attack has put up some points. This is from the Missouri rival site. Since UK and Missouri have been in the SEC together, UK leads the series seven to four, but Missouri's outscored Kentucky two hundred sixty-eight to two hundred sixty-three, so a five-point advantage despite Kentucky winning seven out of four. That's such a stupid ass way to do this. It's so like that just makes me mad. Just give us the one score record, okay? That's like you're trying to act like Missouri's better than them by do- that is so stupid. I mean, I think the like, seven to four record shows that they're not better than no, them, but I, I think know, it shows that it's been a pretty competitive series. I know, but just say the record in one score games because yeah, that, that 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 just made me mad. Why did that trigger me, TJ? It shouldn't have triggered me. It shouldn't have. Winner of this game. Missouri and Kentucky, this is interesting. They have the, the team that wins the game finishes higher in the SEC East every single year. Oh, there's what, never wait, been wait. A, there's never been a year that the other team has beaten the other team and the other team has finished higher than them. You mean if you beat a team in your division, you're going to be ranked higher than you know them? That that I, I, I just, that way, I, that, you know that doesn't always happen that way, You know that doesn't always happen that way. Kentucky has beaten Florida and finished below Florida in the SEC. But that's how this series works. Like, we know this. That's how South Carolina works, too. Beaten Tennessee and finished, yeah, well, they've beaten, I think when they've beaten Tennessee, they've always finished, finished ahead higher. Of Tennessee. Yeah. But they've lost to Tennessee and finished ahead of Tennessee before. That's happened. It's not always a guarantee that if you beat a team, it means you're going to, Kentucky finished higher than Bandy last year. Lost to Bandy. But you know what I mean. Like, tell me. I mean, it's good to know that Kentucky wins this game. You're probably feeling good about finishing ahead of Florida, finish ahead of Missouri. Beat the Columbia schools, beat Vanderbilt. There you go. Yeah. Another texter on the Thornton's text line says, Cats get embarrassed by the dogs. Louisville gets a win over a top-10 team. Sweet baby Jesus, let the Packers win on Monday, and let's avoid a catastrophic football win. How are you feeling about your Jordan Loves against the uh, Cokeland Raiders? I think we'll lose. Uh, I think it'll just come down to the fourth quarter. It's going to be an ugly football game, folks. 
Yeah. If you're looking for like a really fun Monday night game, do something this, different. This ain't yeah. Gonna be it. Yeah. It's gonna be ugly, but I think it'll be close. I don't think it'll be. I don't think either team's good enough to really blow out the other team. So it'll be close. It'll come down to the fourth quarter. I bet Love will either miss a throw that will win the game for Green Bay, or he'll throw a pick. Love will cost Green Bay the game. I like Love. I'm still okay with Love. Just he's you not, like Love he, more than Jimmy G? He ain't he ain't ready for this right now. I'd say Jimmy G's probably a little bit more polished. Jimmy well. back tonight? Is he back? I thought he was, but he maybe was gone. Not, now that I'm yeah, he missed a game. Didn't know that. Now, now, now yeah, Aiden O'Connell had to start the Purdue guy. You don't remember that last week, Rouse? A lot of football. Yeah, he's out of concussion protocol. I thought you watched more football than me. Oh. (laughs) Another texter says, this is the thing I hate about winning the MAC every year. All the stats are skewed heading into games against teams like Georgia. Big wake-up call. Like, all these texters doing this, did the Florida game just not happen? (laughs) And then all we and Ray I, Davis rushed for 280. And you'll get some of these people be like, games. well, that was a fluke. But the Georgia game, definitely number one on the road in Athens. <laughs> definitely not a fluke. Like, the point is, folks, we just we still don't really know. Yeah. And that's why it's beautiful that we're going to get Missouri this week. If you beat Missouri and you do it comfortably or not comfortably, if you win by one, who really cares, then that will be all the confirmation we need that, like, this Kentucky team, good team, not national title good. I still think there's some people that think that it's just not a good team. Which the Florida game would indicate that it is, but the Georgia game would indicate that, you know, this team's a little further than some people think. Well, let's find out. Still plenty of football to play. Leary has been Levis 2.0 with his overthrows. Yeah, but at least Levis hit more of them. Man, the throwing the ball out of bounds is the one that bugs me. Like, just give your guys a chance. You're I think throwing a lot of them out of bounds. Yeah, and then, but it, then you don't get picked off. It's kind of like a scared money, don't make money type of throw. Yeah, yeah. I think we've reached the pinnacle of stoops, which I'm 100% grateful for. Maybe it is. Maybe we look back and say, you know what? He held our hand right up to the the steps of national relevancy, and he just couldn't take us up those steps. If that ends up being what Stoops' legacy is, that's still a damn good one. But I'm still not so sure. I'm still not so sure. I'm not so convinced that he can't. He's gonna get plenty of chances. Yep. More opportunities. They ain't, they ain't going anywhere. The SEC just means more opportunities. I'll let you take this one because there's a quote in there that I don't know what they're referring to. Roush, did you dive into some fresh brisket on the board? Somebody says Bucky's is literally gasoline. Place is incredible. I did get in some oh, is uh, that brisket. The, is that a Bucky's thing? Yeah, they holler at you. Um, but it is kind of chaos there. Um, like it's a fun deal, but dealing with it can also just be like, do I really want to be surrounded by this many people at a gas station? A lot. But as far as the food, that was uh, it worth was, it. It was good. Yeah. No Thornton's. No, no, of course not. Kentucky football just never fails at this point. We always take our program and turn the page into except, a legit program. Except for the week before. And then when given the chance, we absolutely poop the bed. Stoops has done some unbelievable things to this program, but when the lights are shining, the brightest, Stoops gets cooked. George has shredded us all game long. It's rinse and repeat each year. Can't blame anyone but ourselves for getting our hopes up. Right. You can't get, like, yeah. Yes, it's it's your our fault for thinking Kentucky can be Georgia, but like you know that's what's being a fan about. It's fun, and also like again, you know, sixteen to six the year before Kentucky has played Georgia closer. Yeah, yesterday was more. Saturday was more of the surprise result. Yeah, uh, but I'm not trying to like excuse it. I, I'm not telling people not to be disappointed by it. It was a beatdown, and we thought 
that wasn't going to happen. We think UK's past that. So it's disappointing. We should be bummed about it. But it doesn't mean the season is, like, lost. You, this team can still go to a New Year's Six Bowl relatively easily if you are at yeah. all a believer. Especially but, when you got your, your big games at home. I think so. And he, here's the other want- part, too. Alabama's coming to town. Like, if Kentucky, like what, what if Kentucky beats them? You know, yeah, I'm going to talk myself into but it. Got to start looking better at the quarterback position. And I think people yeah. are going to get more excited First or get back on board. So, big opportunity here. Every single year, we finally get that big opportunity to prove something nationwide. We just show ourselves as the laughing stock to the rest of the world. When we played Tennessee last year on the road, is another great example. Primetime ESPN, we lost by 40-ish, scored six points. It's like clockwork each year, and that has been the trend under Stoops. This is why Kentucky football can't be taken seriously to the public. It's so disappointing. Yeah, you're just looking for your fourth ever win over number one in program history. Corey Price said only like three teams have won more games in the SEC against the number one team in the country. That's and, that's the thing with all this overreaction today. It's like, have Pete, did people forget that you all just played the number one team in the country yep. who, by the way, just won two straight national championships and on, on the road for their third straight? Like, well, what are we doing, folks? Kentucky fans are so hungry to take that next step. But, again, the, the thing that we just have to, like, remind ourselves is that next step is national championship good. It's a huge one. We all want it. I get it. Uh, we feel like we're closer than we have been, still a little further away than we care to admit. Do you want uh, records against ranked teams? I don't care. Um, but it's pretty good. This 2015, they dropped to 12-26 and 26 against ranked teams. Okay. So, um, not great, but in – it's the last eleven ranked meetings now. They're six. They've won six. They're five hundred. They're over five hundred yeah. in their last eleven games against ranked teams. Okay, that's hey, you, you know you gotta. I mean, they're, they're the good teams. You're gonna if you're winning half of them, that's pretty pretty decent. You, you you can't really just snap your fingers overnight and become an SEC power in the SEC. It takes time. You gotta crawl before you walk, and I think that sometimes we just all get a little impatient with the timeline. And, and, and part of it, too, is, like, winning one of those in the Rich Brooks era, like, we give him so much credit for that one win over LSU, but we don't – I mean, they, they, they pooped the better earlier in the year at South Carolina. We don't talk about the four turnovers that Andre Woodson had in that game that often. We don't – we don't you know, like, you got – hindsight is just much kinder because of well, that one big win. The further along, though. And so, with the further along program, there's going to be more expectations. I get that. That's what it should be. I think all of this is just natural and pretty normal. I don't think UK fan, like sometimes when yeah, UK loses yeah. a basketball game, it's just like everybody chill out. I think this is all right. Yeah. I mean, there's some people that are overreacting a little bit, but I think this is pretty normal. Well, and it's also just like I'm angry. Let me just get my anger out. So, yeah. Yeah, everybody copes sense. in different ways. Brad White being completely out coached in the first half, leaving Bowers wide open once can happen, but three times in a row. Colleen doing all he can to keep the Cats cover alive. Uh, wasn't enough. I don't know what's wrong with Leary, but he can't be defended any longer. No more blaming the wide receivers for not being in the right place, missing guys by multiple yards and throwing behind them time and time again. And is inexcusable now. We're halfway through the football season. At some point, you can't blame it on chemistry. I mean, you can keep blaming it on chemistry, and that's the exact reason why it's as bad as it is potentially. It's just right. not there. Um, so that could be the reason for it. It could also just be that the chemistry is not there and Leary's overhyped or not as good or the chemistry is not there and – Cohen schemes or what Leary likes to do and what Cohen wants to do. It's not meshing. Um, there's still plenty of time to figure out where the blame falls, but let's hope we don't get there. Let's hope it turns around and we start trying to figure out where the praise belongs. But 
as of right now, it ain't good. Uh, but we, we don't need to necessarily diagnose the issue today because you don't have a backup quarterback. So it's, it's, the it's, it's not like, you know what, maybe, maybe it is quarter. just Leary, and if we get somebody else, it's everything going to look good. That's not an option. Yeah. So it's like Leary's got to figure this out. Yep. Gotcha. And again, if he can't do it against Missouri, then I'm just going to have the mindset of like, hey, this team can still win games. There's still going to be some fun moments the rest of the season, but it ain't going to, like, this offense is going to just have to rely 1,000% on Ray Davis. I think some people are already there. I'm not, yeah. but I'll, I'll know for sure after the Missouri game. Uh, I stand by what I said at the beginning of the year. This team will go as far as Devin Leary will take him. And um, lots on his shoulders to figure out. Grown-ass men playing against middle schoolers. Uh, it's looked like that for time. Tenth highest paid coach or whatever after last night. Stoops owes some money to the athletic department. On a positive note, I'm grasping at straws. No one will ever be trying to hire Brad White now. Speaking of, he owes some money also. Okay, one game. Chill out, Texer. Yeah, I think Sonny Dyke still got a raise after he lost by 60 to Georgia. Um, the offense, is it a personnel problem or scheme problem? I don't think it's scheme. I talked about that earlier. This point, it's one or the other. Leary the fault of quarterback or does Cohen need to make schematic adjustments to the OC to make him more comfortable? I want answers. We are halfway through the season. The definition of sanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. No, I mean, like, I think they're they're trying to do things different, but they don't want to Leary's clearly abandon what throws. they are. Yeah. And, and you can make a case that Leary and his brain is missing throws because there's been drops and whatever's going on. At the end of the day, it's on Devin Leary. Yeah. Like, I like mm-hmm. him. I think he's going to be okay, or at least think he's going to have a game or two that he wins for UK football. Could be totally wrong about that. Again, I think Saturday's huge for our perceptions moving forward with Devin Leary. But he has not done enough. Nope. Point blank period. And Mark Stoops ain't coming out and saying that unless it is factually true. Mark Stoops would not do that to a quarterback unless he actually feels like the quarterback needs the blame, needs to take the blame, needs to understand the blame is on his shoulders. Now the line's been drawn in the sand. Everybody knows it's on Devin Leary. Either show up and fix it, which he's got the pieces to do, Roush, because you just don't, you know, you don't make some of the throws that he's made in a UK jersey, and especially for a few years in an NC State jersey, unless you can actually do it. He can do it. He's not done it at Kentucky yet. The texter says the defense, the bend don't break is a break if it means dink and dunk plays for consecutive unanswered touchdown drives. The soft zone ain't cutting it. Love Brad, but frustrated there. We're zero, and there were zero halftime adjustments. Missouri and Tennessee are going to do the same things. Would love your thoughts. Halftime adjustments aren't a real thing. Well, I disagree with that. Yeah. Some players would say that, but yeah, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not even going to address that. Uh, John here, good morning. Oh, yes, it was a horrible game by the entire team and staff. Wish there was something from the movie Click where we could just hit the rewind button and the football cats might just have a better opportunity to do better. I, do, I would not really rewind that, John. I would not want to do that again. Uh, I know we can't blame this loss on one person. I'm not trying to. However, man, if this is all we are going to get out of Larry, maybe it might be good to have someone else a shot. Um, there's nobody else to have a shot. Do we even have someone? No, no, there's not. Well, it's almost Big Blue Madness. Can't wait. Got to go. Take care now, y'all. It's Leary. There's, hey, let's not. It's Georgia's defense. They've made. Look what they did in the national championship game last year. They can make solid football teams look not so solid for 60 minutes if they don't come with the right attitude. Cats didn't have it. And that's bad. We should be bummed about that. Not making excuses for it. But you got to get right back up. Huge game. Homecoming game on Saturday. I don't understand Nick's take at all. Georgia's rolling. Kirby figured it out. Sure, Saturday against us. Look at the other Georgia games. 
too quick to say how great George is. Maybe we just aren't that good. All right, Texter, I'll bet you right now you're going to give me plus money. Georgia's going to win the title. I'll, bet, the, I'll make that bet. By the way, before the game, I could get Georgia to win the SEC at plus 100. Oh, man. I was like, that's awesome because if they beat, I mean, whether they beat Kentucky or don't beat Kentucky, if they don't beat Kentucky, yeah, you could get the number a lot better. I'll worry about that. But assuming they beat Kentucky, you're never going to get that number better. No, yeah, that's great. Because they're going to be, what, like minus 240 in the game, like the actual SEC championship game. Yep. So, yeah, I was happy I got it at plus 100. They're going to win the SEC. Yeah, and and they're going to be in the playoff. And then it's just like, well, they beat Michigan. Probably so. Yeah. <laughs> but it does stink that, like, you know, we Auburn showed a blueprint to make this game close. South Carolina showed a blueprint to make this game close. And Kentucky couldn't even hold a candle to that. And partially, probably some on Georgia. They played poorly in those games. They did not play poorly against Kentucky. Nope. But why did it come so easy against UK is what so many Kentucky fans are wondering. I hate what the rejoin signifies, but I love the cold Kentucky rain rejoin. Yeah, it's kind of bittersweet. Like, we don't want to play it. We never want to hear it. But when you do, it kind of slaps. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know? It's a great song. You want to read this? Uh, probably what would be the last one, I would imagine. The thing with Deion Walker penalty, some players thought it might have been a fumble. So, one of ours started to return the ball, and the Georgia player who Walker hit was chasing after him to tackle him. Walker was throwing a ball because he thought the play was still alive. My question is, so say the Georgia player ended up tackling our player who had the ball. Does he get hit with the late penalty? No, he doesn't. Shouldn't it? have been a penalty on Walker. The argument is is that's a blindside block because he was behind the play. So that that it would have been a penalty regardless because the guy chasing him was behind it. That's good that's good analysis. So like right. you're right, the refs they screwed up by not blowing the whistle and blowing the play dead. That's on them, but also like Dion would have gotten tagged for a penalty even if it was a fumble. Texter says the U of L fans are starting to get unreasonably confident about the UK game. Had a U of L fan willing to bet any amount of money on the cards and cash oh, straight man. up. Oh man, God, take his money from him. That, and they, you know what? They should be happy with their season. Absolutely, they should be thrilled with their season. That being said, their attention should not be like you see their chant they were doing on the field. Yeah, the the bleep UK chant. We'll see at the end of the year. Hey, but you know what that means though? We're really in their heads. And like you know. <laughs> God forbid you don't beat Kentucky. Because, again, the more you're going to poke the bear, the bear that's just absolutely well, owned you. Remember the last time the crowd game. was that big for a game? Like, Kentucky was up about 100 in the first half. And they all left. It was just Kentucky fans there. All right, let's wrap up the show there. It's been uh, not, uh, not the Monday we were looking for, but the Monday we, we got through all together. Uh, Will uh, Texter said, it's not Brad White. His shoulders made poor reads nonstop. That first touchdown, oh. he was like five yards from the ball. Like, dude, you should be 30 yards deep. What are you doing? Man, on the Chuck Oliver show, I gave him some props, too. Yeah, and he just played very badly. I'm never getting invited nope, back on you're the out Chuck on Chuck. Show. <laughs> I can't find you on Twitter. Hey, TJ, couldn't find you. Not calling you back. <laughs> Everybody have a great Monday. We will talk more about this game. We'll preview ahead. Go Pack Go. I'll take the Raiders by two, unfortunately. I'm rolling with your Packers, TJ. I hope I'm to be wrong. It'll be a close game. It'll go one way or another. That's for sure. That's a guarantee. Somebody <laughs> will win and somebody will lose. Kentucky Roll Call on Big Roll X Sports Radio. Call. We'll see you on Tuesday.